We are up to Beza Hashem, the fourth chilek of Ribbis and Commerce. We're going to be looking into the Indian of money that goes into a bank or being borrowed from a bank in different forms of corporations and unions. It's an exhaustive sugya. We're just going to give some of the background and some of the svaras that are used, the heter or the iser, that have come up over the ages. So we begin on page 82 of the booklet with the idea of someone having money that's entrusted to others. It's under the, the jurisdiction, under the, the uh, direction of other people. So this sugi begins with the Tesefta, above Metziah Parakei. Top of the page is Yisrael Sh'omu Levi K'chav M'helech Skarcho V'tzei V'halvim Oisai B'ribis Aser, if Yisrael tells an Anjou, take my money, lend it out B'ribis, and I'll pay you for that. Aser is forbidden for another Jew to borrow that money from the non-Jewish custodian. If a non-Jew told a Jew, take my money, lend it B'ribis, and I will pay you for your efforts, then it's mutter, it's permitted for a Jew to borrow that money, because he's essentially borrowing non-Jewish money, and the Jewish person is just the, he's just the teller at the bank. He's not any more than that. Still, Aval even though technically it should be mutter, but the Taisafta tells us that there's also because of Maris Ayin, we, hear, we see a Jew taking a loan with ribis from another Jew. If the money of a non-Jew, of a Jew rather, is deposited by a non-Jew, so now the non-Jew has control over it. The non-Jew is allowed to lend them out to a Jew with ribis. If the non-Jew deposited his money with a Jew, so now the Jew is in control of the money. Also, always in Brebus, he cannot lend them out Brebus. Zaklal, this is the rule. Anything that's in the Achrayis of Yisrael, Yisrael carries responsibility for the money. So then it is also for another Jew to borrow with Brebus. If the Achrayis, if the responsibility for, for losses and damages are for are, would go towards the non-Jew, then it's Mutter Yisrael, Mutter would be permitted. The Tezefta adds another case. Yisrael apatropis, a If a Jew is in the employ of a non-Jew as a simple custodian, and he just you know it's very clearly that he is only he is only working for the non-Jew. He like works in his shop. In other words, he's only he's he's the custodian of it, but everyone knows that he is just working for the non-Jew. So then. You're allowed to borrow with ribis from him, and vice versa. If the non-Jew is the custodian for the Jew, so then also So we're adding in halach over here that if it's clear to everyone that if the the Jewish person is just a worker of the non-Jew, he's just the like again like we said the teller of the bank, then it would be permitted to borrow the money from him. Going to page eighty-three, we have this halacha pasuk in Shulchan if you have the money of a Jew that's deposited in the hands of a non-Jew and he lends them to Yisrael Baribis, if the money was in the Achrayis of the Goy, that should they, something happen to the money, the Goy is the one that will swallow the loss, so then it's permitted to pay interest on that. But for him, Bachrayis Yisrael turns page eighty four. If they remain under the, the responsibility of the Jew, then it will be also to borrow that money. Beribis Hagol says the Rama. If he lent them without the knowledge of the Jew, then he can assume 
that a, is the non-Jew is one that carries responsibility for it, and then it is permitted to borrow that money beribus. If you have the money of a non-Jew that's deposited in the hands of a Jew, if the Jew has responsibility for the money, so then he cannot lend them beribus. It remains a Jewish loan. If the guy remains responsible, then it would be mutter technically. I will also ask him it's because you don't see anything in the money that it's the money that belongs to a non-Jew. All we see is a Jew borrowing from a Jew with interest, and that would be also. Skipping the Sikh of Dala though, Goy Shalsu Yisrael Apitrop on if a guy appointed a Jew just to be the custodian over his over his assets, then then you're allowed to borrow from him Baribis because it's clear to everyone that he is just a custodian, just a teller, and therefore he doesn't have the problem of Marisayin. If a Jew appointed a non-Jew to take care of his assets, then also you cannot borrow with Rebus from him. And here also it remains, the technical halacha remains, who is Achroi, who carries responsibility for the assets. It's interesting with Kedegar over here, it's hard to know how to apply it. Back on 83 on the bottom of Kodesh Piyad Goyer, Kedegar quotes a Maharit, who says, If a Jew gives money to a non-Jew as a business investment, and the non-Jew is going to be making a profit off of it, and this non-Jew, who is like a partner, he's a managing partner, chooses to lend them to, to lend the money to a Jew, and the, the Jewish investor, the owner of the money, he's not really involved in the transaction, so even though the, the owner of the money is aware that it's being given to a Jew, is permitted. So based on this, if you have a bank that the CEO has performance-based compensation, that it would be a makam lahatir, even if there's Jewish owners of the money, since the CEO is the one in charge of lending the money, and he is getting a profit based on the profits that are turned that that come in. So he's doing it for himself. He's not really doing it for the for for the owners of the money. And this would be a tzad there again, taken in context of all the other svaras that will come later. Going now to page eighty-five is one of the earliest sources that deals with putting money into a bank, where there are borrowers or investors that are Jewish. It says the Kitzur Shulchanach. This is Simon Samachesiv in the Kitzur Shulchanach, page eighty-five in the booklet. If you have money of a Jew that is entrusted into the hands of a non-Jew, it's deposited by a non-Jew, and he lent them to a Jew with if the non-Jew is, takes the responsibility. That even if something happens to the loan, the non-Jew still remains with the achrayas to pay up the money to the Jewish investor, to the one who gave the money to the one who deposited the money, so then that's permitted. If the, the non-Jewish, um, the one that was entrusted with the money, they would call the non-Jewish banker, essentially. If he does not have responsibility for the money, I mean, if something goes wrong with the money, he will not have to pay it back to the Jewish depositor. So then, also is forbidden. And therefore, if you have what was called a sparkasa, it's a, a basically a union, a union of money, which is how the banks looked in those days, that everyone pulled their money together. They have money, they have like shares, they have their own parts of this bank. And there's Jews who borrow from their baribis. Even if the appointees, the, one, the trustees of the bank, 
they are non-Jews, nearly disregomeru. Seems says that that should be completely osir. Vilochain, therefore, paskins osir is forbidden. Turning the page, leading the shamois, you cannot put your money in there because shem will be Yisrael shenei hagan. Since it would be forbidden for a for this bank for this union to be lending money to a Jew with interest, so you can't even give them your money because perhaps they will lend it to a Jew who doesn't know better, and he will be borrowing from them beribus. And you'll be getting the investment, so you can't put your money in there either. Certainly, cannot borrow from them. Maybe a Jew who didn't know better put his money there, and when you borrow from them, you'll be paying ribbis to this corporation, who will then be part of that is a Jewish owner. There, because it says that would be aser, and therefore the, the old banks, which see, apparently worked similar to a credit union of today, that they, the people who put in the money they shared ownership of it. And they remained responsible. If somehow all the money went lost, they would lose the money. So they carried the achrayis. So therefore, that this, would, this arrangement would be aser. And in fact, he says you cannot put your money into such a bank and you cannot borrow money from such a bank. That is the opinion of the Kitzvah So we quote here a Shvile David, who mentioned several, several of the svars that were used to be mitzadil laheter in such a situation. This is, a, again, it's an old tshuva. And he's going back, referring to the early kinds of banks. Page 87 in the booklet, And where it's marked off, he's discussing again this sparkasa, this kind of pooled money that would make loans and take take interest. So he quotes first this, the, the svara that he says, Harvey Paiskim mentioned about Nidun sparkasa, Shemalvin Yisraelim, Shutvim im Akum, Vesenterim Akum. They are the Malvim are really Jews. The ones who invested the money are Jews, but the the non Jews are doing are running it, or sometimes even Israelim. Malvin, the Achrayis remains on those who put the money in, who invested the money. Among them are Jews. One of the earliest ones to deal with this is the Sefer Shalom Meshiv. He wrote he wrote He has way out of this problem, as we could say Brera. Here we have a mixture of Jewish owners and non Jewish owners. So we say the chelik shall goi noitel Yisrael halvevemehen. When the Jewish borrower, we say he's not borrowing the Jewish lender's money; he's borrowing the non-Jewish lender's money, and vice versa. Because of chidushav la arachayim lahakshes alzev shnei kushes. So there's two major questions on this svara. The svara to say that is breira, that we say the Jewish borrowers are borrowing from the non-Jewish lenders. And it's the non-Jewish lenders who are borrowing from the Jewish borrowers. So there's two big problems with this. First of all, he says, The bigger question is, How can you make such a split? It should come out that only the non-Jewish lenders only are achroi if the Jewish borrowers don't pay back, then only they lose. And if the non-Jewish borrowers don't pay back, then only the Jews lose. And no one ever made such a distinction. No one ever made this difference. Even though technically we could say money can always be split in a partnership because you know we're dealing with with a with specific amounts, so we could easily point out to each person's chelik. Still, here you're trying to say that the chayvis are Jewish borrowers. Those are for the, the those the lenders are the non-Jews, and the ones that are the Jewish borrowers. Those again, those that are, that are non-Jewish borrowers, them the Malvis Jews, 
They never agreed to this. The ones who invested the money, they expect to be partners in all the chayvis. And Vaidi says the second question, we have a rule that we don't say brera when we're dealing with an isidayraisa, and ribis, of course, is an isidayraisa. So we don't have the rule of brera altogether. So those are the two big kashas. So he brings an eitza, skipping a couple lines to where it's marked off. He quotes a svar that he wrote elsewhere. He says, over here, really, could say brera. He says, So he says over here, you can use a svaro instead of brero, you can use bitl. That if you have at least a roiv, a majority of non-Jewish money in there, so the Jewish money is bottle. And once you say bitl, so now it's like it's non-existent, it's bottle beroiv. So now it's like it's non-Jews that are lending money, not Jews. So he 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 warns the obvious kasha. You can't do this. We don't say money is bottle. If Reuven puts his money into Shimon's wallet, and it gets all mixed in over there, you don't say it's bottle. And now Shimon doesn't owe anything to Reuven. So he says, even though we don't say bittel by bittel by by momen, that's only after one change. Le ba'al moshach bittel the mam afkilu mabaynim who took away their money. We call makom kasev and asivus. He quotes an asivus and chashmishvus and reishchaf tes. Madinegele iser al kapanah minim bittel. When, when we're discussing the Isser, we could say Bittal. Even by moment, which we don't say Isser, which we don't say Bittal, that's only as far as we don't say his money has disappeared. But as far as the Isser that, that is regarding the money, in this case it's Ribis, we could say the Isser is Bottle. So the money is not Bottle, the ownership is not Bottle, so the Jewish lenders still own the money, but the Isser involved, that we could say is Bottle, and that is a Svaro to be Mater. And turning the page on page 88, there's a Chuvah Space who quotes again that Shalomeshev, and he seems to pass in this way, that if there is a majority of non-Jewish owner, non-Jewish investors, meaning the majority of the money is non-Jewish money, so then that would be a svar lahatir to both invest in such a bank and to borrow with interest from such a bank.